I worked really uh, with uh, my coach at the time. It was really to understand my feelings, my thoughts, uh, how I would approach the situation. It was talking about all the advantages, the risks, the consequences. Um, and that's everything we worked on. And once I really felt confident and I really felt aligned, it took me a while. And then when I came in September with both my kids, um, I could be really present for them. And you reckon that made all the difference? Yes, I, I, I believe so. Welcome to Holding the Fort Abroad, the podcast for expats with traveling partners. My name is Rhoda Bangeter. I'm a certified coach and the author of the book, Holding the Fort Abroad. In this podcast, I interview men and women who live abroad and have traveling partners so that we can all benefit from their wisdom and experience. I also invite experts to apply their expertise to this topic. Today, my guest is Florence Reich, also known as Coaching with the Flow. She's a fellow Swiss who has lived around the world for 25 years. She's the author of the book Expat Wife, Happy Life, a book about expatriation. It's now in multiple languages, Spanish, German, Italian, Portuguese, and French is in the making. It's quite a feat. She will tell us a little bit about the book, but it will be more like a teaser. Go buy the book to find out more. And here is something you might not know about her. Florence, her husband and children have lived seven years in split location. We'll be talking about the difference it made for her to prepare, what it was like for them as a family and individually. Living this life comes with expected and unexpected challenges and silver linings, and we'll cover those too. So Florence, welcome. Thank you, Rhoda, and thank you for letting uh, me talk about my passion, uh, life in expatriation. So I'm really happy to be here with you today. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to hearing your insights, your experience. You told me that you wrote Expat Wife Happy Life in like, was it 12 weeks? Yes, correct. It was in 12 weeks. It was a book that, that was that was waiting to be written, right? It was in you. Well, actually, I never thought I would write a book. The thing is, it was the end of the, um, of the COVID. And mm -hmm. suddenly, everybody was very busy at home. My husband was back home, but he has his schedule, his work. My kids were at uh, were at home as well, um, but no more after school activities, no nothing. So suddenly I had time for myself and I was missing the connection with all the expat women that I was usually meeting because I'm an expat coach as well. And I realized, okay, how can I connect with all those women outside? And that's how the uh, the idea of writing a book, or it was more like um, spending the message, uh, the message that I had in myself for so long. And I thought, okay, how can I do that? And I thought about a podcast, I thought about a blog. And it's at the end, it's the book that came out. But I had never wrote a book before. English is not my first language. French is my first language. But I thought, okay, English is the common language. Let's go with English and let's write a book in English. Mm -hmm. And then you promptly translated it to all these different languages. Uh, actually, that came later, a year after, when I realized that people like to read in their mother tongue. They don't really like to read in English, although mm. the book is really easy. Mm -hmm. 
And I decided to write it in English because I really wanted to focus on the message mm -hmm. much more than on the form. Mm -hmm. um, and if I would have written directly in French, I would spend so much on how to say it and is it the correct way? Is it the correct term? And I think I would have lost myself uh, in the process. And I'm not even sure that the book would have been out yet. Mm. So for me, reading the, writing the book in English was uh, easier. I had one way of saying it. And so the book is very easy to read. So if you if you want to read it in English, mm. um, you will see it's it's a very easy English. So for someone who who's not a native English speaker, as in who didn't grow up speaking English, then it's it's written by someone who's not who didn't grow up speaking English at home. So Absolutely. is that what you're saying? So it's it's kind of... Yes, I'm saying that. And also because the exercise of writing this book is very different than writing a novel or a biography. It's mm -hmm. very different. There is a message, a message that is really uh, focused to um, people in transition, expat woman, mm. uh, future or actual expat woman. Mm. And then people can then read it in their own language, which is might be their emotional language. Correct. Yeah. So the, I read the book. It's a real mixture of your own life story, but but it's but it really is a book, an encouragement mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. other people. It's not just your. It's not just a memoir or a book. Your stories are there to illustrate a point, mm -hmm. but it's really a book that I found where you're encouraging people to go for it, to enjoy the process, to, mm -hmm. um, yes, there are difficulties, but to be open, to be yeah, receiving the, the experience. What was your main message? <laughs> was that, was that one? Cause there's lots of different bits in it that are very mm -hmm. interesting, but I thought that was probably, that's what came through to me as I read it. Actually, I think, um, first of all, I, I really wanted to share how much I love this life. Mm. Um, for me, it was, it's more than 25 years now, but I really liked every bit of it. And I really wanted people to benefit of my life experiences. So mm -hmm. that's why I wanted to share it. Uh, I would have loved to read a book like this at the beginning or any time actually, uh, in my, in my expat life experience. Um, I really, because you know, the thing is when, when you decide to go, on expatriation uh, people around you will say wow you're so lucky it's such an amazing life and oh, you'll be uh, under a palm tree and you will see I mean you'll relax but actually this is not the reality when you first arrived you can see that you have many challenges that come to come up to you and then you you think okay so I am the one that's not normal and is it difficult only for me and no, it's not difficult only for you. It's difficult for everyone. And this is the message I really wanted to share is that we as expats, we all go through all those challenges. And it's totally normal that you have those challenges coming up to you. So I really wanted to normalize the situation with this book and to give some, um, some tips, uh, some helpful um ways that maybe worked for me worked for others what i could observe what what i could see 
um, uh, all the challenges like loneliness, um, distanciation with your family, the bringing up your kids in a different countries, the culture, the languages. I mean, you name it, all those subjects I wanted to talk about. And so normalizing it and see how you can go over them and really have an amazing life once you feel more confident, when you know what to do, uh, where to go, who to meet. Um, so this is really the book I really wanted to, to share. And it's a very positive book because it's an amazing life. So if you have the right attitude and the right mindset, uh, your life will be really amazing. Mm. Did you know when you set off the first time, did you know it was going to be 25 years? <laughs> I don't think I even thought about it. Uh, mm. When I when I really left, I left because I was so in love with the man who uh, shared with me that he will be an expert and he has he was just appointed to go to Africa and uh and started this life i didn't really re I, I didn't think about it and then when we started i loved it so much already the first posting then i thought okay let's go for the second and the third and then that was our life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it became our life mm -hmm. and, and to the day we still expat so where do you think you got all these different this framework this mindset where do you think you got it from is it something that you just have naturally or did you have to work at it or do you have to remind yourself or how does it work i think it's a it's a mix of uh, everything you just mentioned i think yes i'm a positive person person um i i love challenges i left with the right person um together we really fit um, and then I think I worked a lot on myself and on on our relationship. Mm -hmm. Definitely. We worked a lot on that because we really wanted to make it work. So communication is really an important subject that you have to work on, I believe. Huh? And, mm -hmm. and this is what I also want to say right now. The way I'm doing things, it's not the only correct way. Huh? But this is mm -hmm. really the way that worked for me. That's what I wanted to, to share. That mm -hmm. we all come with a personal background, perspectives, um, education and everything. So... There is no one way to do things. It's really according to your personality and mm -hmm. uh, situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then finding ways within that, within our personality, within our relationship. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So when you say communication, I'm always curious because what does it mean? Like, does it mean... Did you do anything specific to to work, say, for example, on your relationship or on yourself? Or is it about kind of having the conversation and sticking with the topic and keeping talking about it? When I talk communication is really effective communication, I would say, is that you really discuss regularly with your husband or with your partner uh, about how you feel, um, your concerns, your ideas. And through the journey, you really update, I would say, on changes and developments in your lives about who you're becoming, what you're expecting. Um, it's really a question, it, it's listening to each other and it's a very big uh, respect that you have for each other. 
you for your husband to understand how he grew how he grows in his job and in his career but him on the other side to see how you grow on as being the partner and maybe you 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 left everything behind you your career your family so for him also to understand all your feelings and how you you coping with those situations how you coping with your kids how you coping with um, the languages, uh, you, your integration in the country, what you need to grow better. This is what I'm talking about uh, in communication. Mm, yeah. Um, and and you, I mean, you say it in the book, right? You're, you're writing to wives, but not only to wives, right? Even though it's still the big majority is wives or the, or the accompanying spouses. You also say in the book, like, it's also for any partner who who's the accompanying partner yes absolutely because our days it's not it's not uh, it's more and more women who are getting um expatriate and men maybe that are following mm -hmm. uh, that comes i mean yeah lately i've been i've been meeting a lot of women who are the one who are uh, expats mm -hmm. and i remember i met a lot of men who were um like at schools and everything more at schools because then you have a lot of communities which are more organized for women mm. and I have to say not including so many men mm -hmm. but I think I, I don't know because I, I'm a woman but I'm sure that men who are expatriate have exactly the same uh, communities for men maybe it's more organized around sports or around their own businesses or their own interests actually because when when you're an expat and you're joining different communities usually you you're joining communities that have a common uh, interests i mean an interest that you have as well yeah i think it can be more lonely for men but then i i interviewed very early on one of our mm -hmm, my first mm -hmm. episodes I, i interviewed a dad who was accompanying his wife And I said to him, you know, what would you say? And he said, uh, don't be afraid of the children and make friends with men and women. And so he's created, exactly. his, his, you know, he's created his own network. And I, I don't yeah. think he would say he's lonely, for sure not. Yeah. See, the, the, essence, the essence of that is creating your network. It's going yeah. to people that are like-minded mm. and people that you're going to share interest with, time, and enjoying yourself and doing things that are making you happy. I mean, man or woman, as an expert, this is what you're really looking for. Yeah. Also, the other thing which is interesting is sometimes people are both. I mean, you know that people can meet in the same company and sometimes so one is expat and the other one is not. He's just the partner. And what's interesting is that you can also decide that after a certain amount of years, or I don't know, after one assignment, then you can decide, okay, the next assignment, it's the woman who's going to be the expert and the man who's going to following. So this is also something you can discuss before leaving. You know, when you're starting to think about making a, an experience of expatriation, you can think about those things. If I'm mm -hmm. leaving everything, maybe next time you're leaving everything behind and we, 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 we just inverse the situations yeah yeah exactly something that you mention a little bit in the book is this this time that you've lived in split location and mm -hmm. you've done and you've done seven years and so when I heard that I was like well wow I want to hear about this so can you tell tell us a little bit more about for example I think you said yeah when we talked uh, um, before recording this that that you hadn't you'd always said you wouldn't do it yeah actually what's interesting is 
I think the the, the biggest um, lesson I got out of this uh, situation <clears throat> is never make a decision before the situation happens to you. Because yeah. <laughs> when the situation when the when the situation comes to you, suddenly um, all the perspective are changing. It's, mm -hmm. it's, and it's very interesting. Yes. So before moving to this split situation family, which means that we are going to be geographically separated, uh, I thought, okay, expat expatriation is really being together as a family wherever you go. And when the situation came up to us, suddenly I realized, okay, maybe actually it's so important for my husband, I have to reconsider my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And this is what and this is what happened and what I did. And that's how we finally decided that we're gonna we're gonna do it. Yeah. Because it was a situation where you couldn't join as a family, right? He had to go on his own. It was a non-family posting. Actually, I think you can go anywhere in the world with your husband, but then you have to consider the family as well. So the destination was Pakistan. Mm. The kids were a bit older and mm. uh, the company recommended us to find another place to live. So okay. we decided to go to Dubai, which was not so far away, uh, where, I mean, for him, the commuting would be short. Uh, the schools were perfect for the, for the kids. And uh, and I had some friends in Dubai already. So for us, it was in 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 the difficult situation. It was also uh, a good uh, compromise for yeah. for me. Yeah, and, and time kids, zones, and right? Time, and time zones, zones. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in those situations, you try to think about everyone. What's going to be the best for? What's going to be best for everyone? Mm -hmm. But but what is interesting is. The, the 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 situation came up my husband was really far away he was back at the headquarters when they suggested the situation to him and what's really interesting and i want to mention that for the people who are maybe on the other side like i heard this last week it was someone saying no i'm not gonna suggest this posting split family to our employee because he has a young child and he will never leave his family and live abroad. Mm. And then I realize and I say, oh, that's interesting. Who is he to assume that they won't do that? Yeah. And you see, if the person would have not asked us this situation, because they would have assumed that we would not have done that because we were claiming that we will never do that. Yeah. We would have miss something in our life that at the end worked out perfectly yeah that is a huge point you're making that yes, is a huge never point assume, you're making never mm. assume what people what other people would decide yeah. let people make their own decision yeah because when it came to me and to my husband we found a solution to make it happen and work yeah yeah and I think what you said earlier as well, to look and see how it can work for the whole family. So mm -hmm. you were in a place where you were, where you had a, a beginning of a network and you felt like you could make it work. Your children were in a situation where it was going to work for them uh, with, the, with the schooling and everything. And then your husband was in a situation where it was something that he wanted in terms of career. It was the right thing for him to do. So it worked. It wasn't like a, a saying, oh, I'm going to sacrifice myself and it was going to be horrible, but you go. 
it was like, how can we make this work so that everybody in the family feels like they're at least, you know, in a situation where they can make it work? I think that's that's also important. But to get there, you need to prepare. Right. And and this is also very important because obviously when when my husband came back to me and said, you know, they offered me Pakistan, but I said no, because I know you don't want the family to be splitted. Mm-hmm. And then I said, oh, that's interesting. Let, let's talk about it. And then I, I asked him, but what would be your incentive to go there? And then when he told me, then I thought, okay, let's think about it 24 hours, because this is more or less the time you have to make a decision. And when yeah. you expect that yeah. you have three months, it's 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. So I, I thought, okay, l- let me think about it. And I thought about it. And I said, you see, he had so much respect to me to say no. Let's have respect to him and consider. Yeah. And then that's when we talked, we consider. And then we made the decision. Okay. And I said, okay, let's do it. Let's try it. If it doesn't work, you come back, but let's yeah. try it. Yeah. From the moment, from the moment I decided, okay, let's do it, I had to prepare myself. Because yeah. he's already on the other side, you know. Okay, I have the job. Uh, it's it's a project. He's he's projecting himself already on the, the other side. But now yes. me, me, I'm at this moment. I'm a bit behind. I'm like, okay, how I'm going to be ready for this situation? Yeah. So what kind of thing did you look at? Like, did you look at what am I worried about? Let's put things in place about that. Or did you look at certain elements of your life or what did you what did you do? So at this moment, everything was a bit confused in my mind. I didn't really know what to look at for uh, to look for. So that's when I discovered coaching and what was coaching. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I will work with someone. And the objective was to be ready six months later to be totally free for my kids free when I say free it's my mind would really be there for my kids who will need who will need me so much at the beginning of this process and I thought okay I have to fix my mind and be aligned with myself with my values and everything by then okay so so I I knew I had six months to get ready yeah and I used those six months to work with the coach to feel good and as I'm saying feel ready so what kind of questions did she ask you? Did she ask you like what you wanted out of that time? What kind of things did you work on? Uh, self-confidence, really much self-confidence, self-esteem, just feeling aligned with the decision. Yes. So being confident that you can do it, feeling confident that it's the right decision. That I can do it for myself, for my kids as a relationship. It was really to understand my feelings, my thoughts, uh, how I would approach the situation. It was talking about all the advantages, the risks, the consequences. And that's everything we worked on. And once I really felt confident and I really felt aligned, it took me a while. And then when I came in September with both my kids, I could be really present for them. And you reckon that made all the difference? Yes, I, I, I believe so. No more confusion. Uh, feelings were balanced. And and again, that's what worked for me. Other yeah. people would do differently. Yeah. But I know my character. I need to get organized. I need to be in, in a situation where I feel calm. Yeah. Organized. Everything is clear to me. I think this is such an important step, though, because 
when something if something hard happens or you're in a situation where you're tired and and then you're mm -hmm. starting to and then you start to question your decision mm -hmm. then you could sink into a hole and and kind of struggle much more than if you come if you if you come back and go no it's okay i'm aligned we decided this i know why we decided this we have good reasons we're doing mm -hmm. this for a reason i think that that is crucial for the um for, for the time apart and and i think for anybody who hasn't done that and who is in split location right now and maybe struggling with alignment and values it's still worth going back yes and revisiting the decision making the values spending that time doing essentially what you did before but it's still worth doing even if you're in it at the moment yes i i, I really think to get uh, organized and have a structured plan and you know um really outline your responsibilities and your expectations for both and uh, you and your partner uh really reduce the stress and the confusion mm. and you had um you had a structure around you right you, you yes. had help or you put all of that in place as well well you have two different helps you have the help that uh that comes with the company when you're in a big company so obviously that helps a lot and I'm, i was mm -hmm. very grateful everywhere to that and then you have the help that you're putting in place you for yourself and your family Um, yeah. But this is something that you have to organize by yourself because you know what what are your needs. And again, when I talk about needs, it's also something that you have to identify before leaving in expatriation in general or in a new assignment or in a split family. You know, you have to know exactly what 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 you need to be happy and you and your family again your loved ones so when you have kids for example is also to be sure that um the 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 curriculum that the, the schools are offering are the one that you want for your kids you know you have many things to consider because if if you go to a destination and you're frustrated with things it's going to be an additional challenge which you don't want so yeah. what i'm saying there is you always have a choice If you decide that that expatriation is not for you, it's okay. But make the decision before, because otherwise it's going to be complicated for you, a big cost for your company as well. And then it can put your career in danger. I mean, your husband mm. danger, the, uh, career in danger as well. You will tell me, no, we don't always have a choice. Think about it. Think about it. Because there is maybe a way that you can still have a choice somehow somewhere mm. yeah did you find you've lived both you've lived accompanying and you've lived non-accompanying did you find the needs different or bigger by non by not accompanying I was still accompanying without being accompanied the biggest thing is I always felt very accompanied by my husband he was always putting me and his family as a priority yeah And you felt that always, always, but this is also this is also the reason why I accepted the challenge because I knew that he that he will be there even if he's not physically present, he will be there yeah. always in all the decision that we're making. That was our deal. So, for example, when when um, every night, for example, we had dinner still the four together. He was on the computer FaceTime 
and he was there with us. So we knew that seven o'clock for us, nine o'clock for him, we we're going to be together the time of the dinner. So it was usually 45 minutes. And we were talking about everything that happened during the day. So my husband was always in the loop. He was always yeah. part of the decision. He was always part. He could see his kids. The kids could share everything with him. So you have dinners where, I mean, it's full of, of life and everything is, uh, and we have many discussions and everything. And some days nothing to say because nothing really happened or it's just a normal conversation. Same way that you would have at home the four together if you live together. So this yeah. is also the, the, the efforts because you need to do a lot of efforts. But that was the efforts that the compromise that we were doing, being together was yeah. a compromise for my husband. It was a compromise for the kids, for me. But that was a sad time. Nothing could disturb that. Yeah. And so emotionally, he felt very present. It was like, even though he wasn't there physically, you guys found ways that worked for your family correct for him to be for him that for, for his presence to be there yes and for him to be engaged with the family exactly i think that's beautiful yeah. i think that's beautiful so did you have um an, anything unexpected happen unexpected it was the seven years yeah actually yeah, no, right yeah. <laughs> and that's... that is a good point too yeah because because this is what this is a big part of expat life as well as split location life, is that you think you're, you know, yeah. you're committing to something and then it turns into something else. Absolutely. So anyway, I think everything you think is going to happen never happens. Okay. Mm. So we thought split family will never happen. It happened. We thought it's going to be three years. It turned out to be seven years. Of course, if you would have told me at the beginning, it's going to be seven years. I mean, no way we would have said yes. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah. what happened is after three years, uh, so he was managing Pakistan. And then after three years, uh, the company asked him, do you want to take India? Obviously, for him, it was super interesting. He loved the region and uh, he knew exactly how everything was working. The challenge was huge because at the time, India was not in a very good state. We discussed it as well, but then he said, okay, but then the family stays in Dubai. Because if we would have been in any other country, the family would have been moved to India. The situation in India for the family in terms of security, school and everything is is better than Pakistan. Yeah, And many families are expats in India. And honestly, I met so many that love their time in India. So it was something that could have been totally feasible. Exactly. But but we were so organized and we had our structure. Kids were happy at school. They had their friends. And we said, okay, no, let's let's stay in Dubai and you continue with with India. But then the situation also changed. It's when my husband found the situation much too hard for him. And he was missing family much more than I want say we were missing him but we were mm. our life was going on it it, it was amazing yeah. but there was more of you too right I mean you're together exactly but then it was difficult yeah. for him to be so far away from the family yeah so now it has been seven years and now he's thinking of uh, changing the situation he really needs to come yeah. back home yeah during all that time like did you how, how did the children live it did they feel like they did so 
I mean, you've said it, they didn't feel like they had an absent father at all. Well, um, Alex, my husband, really made everything possible to come back uh, every weekend, more or less. So he was Mm -hmm. very present still with the kids. Um, I don't think the kids, but this is a question, obviously, that we should ask them today and also in 10 years time, because, you know, it's always with reflection that your real feelings are coming out. But, yeah. But for now, I think um, they were okay with the situation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They never complained. They never complained. Yeah. I think they understood. Uh, they liked their life. No, I think they were okay with the situation. And I think they they probably saw you guys aligned. That that's the main thing. I think if they see your ha- your parents happy, and if they if if you see your parents that are aligned, as you just said, with the situation and everything for them, it it goes. They go with the flow. Yes. <laughs> so, any silver linings? Any surprising, like something good that you might not have necessarily thought of well i think that the good thing at the end is also to for the kids to see that their mother was strong it i mean i became a real model to them i really had a real place in the situation they could see okay mommy could do that mommy could uh, become strong mommy can can go over challenges i think they didn't see me anymore as a as a couple only but as an individual she's a problem solver when something happens she's ah. here she's strong um ah. she's they saw you develop as well as a person absolutely uh and i think this if you ask me what i could see positively for me i think this is a big thing i could see for me it's uh yeah. is being also very valorized by my children and by my yeah. husband because and for me it was amazing to see that everybody really trusted me also i received mm. so much trust from my husband because he said okay i can go away and you can take care of the all of the whole situation which gave me yeah. confidence to build myself and to again be strong there for my kids yeah so my role took another uh envergure another yeah. um, dimension. dimension absolutely yeah which is amazing actually yeah even by saying it i realized yeah that's true that's really what happens yeah Yeah. and i think it's important for a woman to be valorized in 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 their role because i mean as we all know being a mother it's never paid i mean yeah sometimes you're taken for granted it's not remunerated yeah sometimes it's nice to to see and to be valorized from a different uh, perspective as well yeah I hope that this is really encouraging to anyone who's listening, who's in the middle maybe of living this experience, that their role is valued, that their partner wouldn't be able to do what they're doing if they weren't sort of, as I say, holding the fort. But also seeing that, you know, other families take the same decisions, that it's possible to live it, to live it well, to prepare, to build in confidence, to grow as a person. And so I think, I think again, it aligns with your book, uh, Florence, mm-hmm. you know, it's again showing, showing that, um, when you prepare, when you get support, when you are open to developing as a person, then these things can, can happen. Is there anything else you wanted to say to families or to someone in this situation at the moment before we wrap up? Well, I think it's really believing in yourself. You can do it. Believe in yourself. And it's totally fine. It's even a strength to ask for help. It's not a weakness. 
because mm. uh, first of all, we'll, you will talk loud, and by talking loud, you will really see what what are your needs and and also who you really are. So I think it's 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 really important to share. Uh, yeah. It can be with friends with and families, but I would really go for professionals when you yes. need, when you need some help. Uh, then there is because go in a place where there is no judgmental no judgment, and this is really yes. important. That's where you can really be yourself. Yeah, and I really hope that everything I talked uh, and said really inspired, motivate, and energized your audience. And uh, and please come back to me anytime, uh, first through the book and also through uh, my website. Um, you can get in touch with me. Yeah, I'll put the the link in the show notes. So it's www.coachingwiththeflow.com. Yeah, great. I'll put it all on the, on the website and, and you're open for coaching clients, yes? Absolutely. Uh, and I will do also mastermind classes for expats. Yeah. So this will be also very nice. It's more as a discussion through different, I mean, among different experts. So it's mm -hmm. really an exchange of uh, inputs, advices, uh, etc. Okay. But come to me and I'll and I'll share everything with you. Super. Thank you so much, Florence. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rhoda. It was really a pleasure. Bye bye. Bye. I hope that you found this episode encouraging and that maybe you found ideas to. Apply in your own situation. Please leave me a review of what you found helpful, what you would like to hear about, and any other comments you would like to leave. This helps other people find this podcast, and it also gives me feedback, so it's very helpful. Thank you very much, and until next time. <laughs>